The following movie has been rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. It is intended for mature audiences. Welcome to Off Script with Jason and Joel. And now, here are your hosts, two guys who only travel through time and space to collect a bunch of historical figures for their history final, Jason and Joel. Yes, indeedy. He's... Uh... Good morning. I'm Jason. And I'm... He's... Oh, yeah, I see. You're supposed to say, and he's... And I'm... So six episodes in, we still can't get this right. Wow, that <laughs> bodes well. And I'm Joel. So that's Jason. I'm Joel. And together, we make a hairy pair. So <laughs> I would like to welcome you to the Off Script podcast today, as I'm sure Jason would. Would you like to invite them? Would you like to welcome them? Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. If you're here, you're not somewhere else, and that's just sad. So Yeah, that means you had nothing, because, you know, <laughs> you have to be at a specific location to listen to a podcast. It's that's much right. like traditional TV that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In your living room, playing the podcast through your frequency modulator and your high fidelity headphones you're just making that stuff up <laughs> you're crazy <laughs> you're crazy so yeah in the oscar podcast in a nutshell if you're new here we blather on about all sorts of crap usually movie tv related stuff occasionally um the uh, medical uh, proclivities of 40 uh, ish year old men so that is the kind of thing <laughs> we talk about and in this particular episode we will have a, at the end near the end which will be about four and a half hours from now we will have an all new, wait for it, wait for it, ADD top 10. That is our hyper insensitive <laughs> way of making fun of a medical condition that I myself have and entertaining you. So that's what we got and a whole bunch of pop culture talk in between. So it's uh, okay because we're in HR. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We make the rules so we can break them. <laughs> yeah. So, Jason, um, how you doing? I'm good. I'm excited. We've got uh, a lot of a lot of goings on um, uh, in the entertainment industry to talk about. But uh, as I mentioned, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not mentally all here most days. Uh, today, I am not mentally all here more. Which is awesome from my point of view because it gives me way, way more of an opportunity to screw with you, which I personally love. Yeah, so it's going to be a fun night. I am, uh, I am looking forward to this. I need the the uh, decompression. But as I mentioned, I am really excited because we have uh, some cool stuff going on, uh, and it is a good time to be a movie slash TV geek. Uh, it is a good time indeed. Yeah, indeed. And I think before we get rocking and rolling here, um, have mm-hmm. you, uh, you, did you watch any good movies lately? Uh, oh God, what did I watch lately? I did watch a movie lately. No, I haven't seen any good movies lately. I've been, um, I guess, so I guess what you're telling us is we'll know exactly how you felt about the movie you're about to tell yeah, us about. Okay. I'm not going to hide this one. I, um, <laughs> I've been pretty busy the last, uh, the last week or two and haven't had a chance to really sit down. I've seen some, uh, watched some episodes of, uh, Bob's burgers, which I love, um, which has the guy who's the voice of coach McGurk from home movies. That series I told you you need mm-hmm, to watch, mm-hmm, which, I, which, which I haven't M- yeah. much like Jersey Shore shark attack. I am <laughs> making my way through it incrementally. 
in, in five to ten minute long chunks. <laughs> that's okay. That way you don't have to throw up as often. Um, yeah, that's, that's true. Good. That's true. No, but home movies is good. And anyway, Bob's Burgers is a new show um, that has a voice from that. And it's really it's along the same veins, more of an adult cartoon. Anyway, the one movie I've seen throughout this time is the one movie that my kids decided they they needed to own, and my wife, without consulting me, uh, which which really kind of disturbed me, purchased um, said movie, and and uh, I don't know how I feel right now about it but um i sat through it uh, what, through what, what, what is this movie we're all waiting with beta breath <sighs> i watched the smurfs what i'm sorry i'm sorry to my family <laughs> i'm sorry to my mom isn't neil patrick harrison that <laughs> yes he is, and is you know that's what? the are... only reason i wanted to see it yeah there he's he's good i mean he's funny and he's he's um his character's cute, you know, plays, um, and the girl that was in Glee, not girl, the woman who played like the guidance counselor in Glee. Oh yeah. Yeah. Redheaded girl. I don't remember her name right now. She plays his wife and, and the two of them are funny and, and kind of cute, but any Smurf stuff is no. And, um, I was even excited cause Hank Azarius is the bad guy. He plays Gargamel. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Hank Azarius, you know, as, as most of you know, is famous from uh, um, Simpsons. He's a voice, but he was also in, um, he's been in a handful of And, and being married to Helen Hunt. Uh, previously married. To oh, they got divorced? I believe so. Because well, Meg I said the same thing. And I was like, really? And she's like, oh yeah, let me look it up. And I'll tell you, oh, not anymore. It says ex-wife. <laughs> I wonder if that so. should be just like a standard for Hollywood couples. <laughs> right, like before, exactly. they, before they've even done their nuptials, just go ahead and get all the... The press releases done and all the yeah, updates to IMDb, just ready to go, just ready to publish. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's all in a press package together. Kind of like when they release an obituary for a dead celebrity uh, that hasn't died yet. Yes, those are fun <laughs> because they've got it ready. Yeah. So anyway, it just don't, just don't. Um, and they're coming out with a part two. I mean, I was all nostalgic because as a kid, I watched the the cartoon and, um, but no. Yeah, I see. Mm. I see how you would be nostalgic for CGI Smurfs because that's what you grew up with. Oh, and a CGI cat and the, oh, and the, 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 the writing and ah. Yeah. So what you're <sighs> no. saying is I should put that one in the queue. Got it. Up to the top, up to the top if you can. Well, I, I watched uh, two movies that were both dealing with horrific events in two totally different ways. And I'm not going to. Not, not counting Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Oh, uh, again, that is going to be the one that I, I'm going to try and drag out. I think it'd be fun if I could try and drag that out <laughs> till like the end of the year. <laughs> 10 minutes a week. Yeah, not even 10 minutes a week. Like, you know, three and a half minutes. Every t- <laughs> of course, eventually you're going to want, you want your movie back, but <clears throat> maybe, I don't know. Maybe you don't. Maybe that was like your, oh good, he's got it. It's out of here. Oh, I haven't watched it in weeks. It's starting to bother me. Uh-huh. I'm sure. <laughs> so I, I've already, let's say ranted to both my wife and Jason about one of these movies. So I'm pretty confident Jason doesn't want to sit through that again. (laughs) So I'll make it quick. First up, I'll do the good one. The impossible. Ewan McGregor, Naomi Watts, rent it. It's great. Life affirming, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm going to get to. (laughs) Now wait, that the impossible is the, uh, the movie about the family and the tsunami. Yeah. 2004 tsunami. And much, here's the key. Consider the title. It's based on a true story, real family, and what happens to them had it not been based on said true story would have 
been this horribly contrived. You've been like, oh, yeah, right. That had never happened. That's impossible. Get it? But that being said, it's actually a very good movie. Very intense. Uh, I didn't have actually I had a very strong emotional reaction to the trailer when it first came out. I mean, you know, the family had three young boys, so I could relate to that. And if you've seen the trailer, it starts off. Hugh McGregor's got the two youngest ones in the pool and the older one runs out to get a ball. And while he's out of the pool, this massive tidal wave comes crashing in and you know the, that moment where as a father Hugh McGregor has to just grab two of them he's screaming oh. for the other one and just turn and run and just the idea you have to leave I just that bothered me deeply so and the movie but is it's very a good movie. yeah well it's a great movie and it's it's in, you know it's intense I had seen a documentary and actually if you go on YouTube and just Google, you know, Google I guess it would kind of be Google because they own it but if you just search <laughs> within YouTube for a uh, documentary on the 2004 tsunami Oh my God, man. If you aren't crying like a little punk ass by the end of that, there is something (laughs) severely wrong with Uh, your emotional matrix. That's all I'm saying. But because I had sat through that thing, which was really intense and it was all real, real stories, the impossible was emotional, but maybe not so much so because uh, our our buddy Jason Piles on Movie Podcast Weekly, he gave it 9.5 out of 10. And the only reason he deducted it half a point, I believe, was because of a moviness as he called it and i could see that there there's that you know it feels like a movie in yeah. parts uh which i mean it is a movie i get that but i, I know what he means i think you'd know yeah. too if you saw it it just there's a lack it's like almost like a hyper realism that right. that that allows you to keep a certain distance from the drama of the situation it gives you a little bit which you know may work this is a good way to put it because when i think of like i mean i'll use your term moviness uh or was that jason it, it was jason storm i will not okay. i will not claim it I'll, I'll use it and i and i'll and claim i'll it, say that it claim it tell other people you did in fact create it yeah okay, okay. that's fine i'm jason too so you know it's <laughs> <laughs> true good point to be the truth <laughs> it would be um i could speak in third person um excuse me mm-hmm. jason created that term um <laughs> But I think I think you hit it right on the head. I think it's it's um, it's a distance because the, the movies that you actually feel like you're part of it or you're living through the eyes of someone there. And I don't mean that in a, in a story way, but I mean just that they, it's in the way it's shot. It's in the way it's written. It's in the way that um, uh, you're, you're brought in as part of the story, how much of the story, you know, as a viewer versus how much you're you're kind of with the characters and not knowing anything. So sometimes movies feel like it's, it's extremely voyeuristic. You have a very distant, uh, a great distance between you and them. Um, and while it's still moving to watch, uh, and see what's happening, it's just not the same as being part of it, you know, and, and gritty, but, but you know, you get that typically that ultra closeness in like first person news reports, you know, and you're in kind of dark war torn areas mm-hmm. and you're there. Yeah. That's the ultimate closeness versus, you know, so TV shows, movies and stuff can can draw back a little bit. And, so. and I think the other thing is, and I don't want to give because this would be a massive spoiler, so I don't want to give it away. But <laughs> there are just certain plot elements that happen that it's hard to get past it feeling contrived, even though, you know, this is a, a true story and they were staying, I'm assuming, true to what happened. But because of the way it happens, because it. It's, it's one of those things that could only happen in real life because if it happens in a movie, you're gonna you're just gonna call shenanigans, you know? Oh, yeah, well, that's what makes it good is the fact that it's kind of that weird juxtaposition of yeah. This is this is something that even Hollywood wouldn't try to pass off as true, but it really happened, mm-hmm. you know the whole. Oh yeah, yeah, but it was a very beautiful movie, very good, very touching. So yeah. recommend definitely The Impossible. Mm-hmm. That being said, I also watched The Strangers because I'd always wanted to see that movie. 
Scott Speedman, Liv Tyler, you know the one. Young yep. couple, isolated house, three crazy shit. Well, you assume they're crazy. Uh. Show up with uh, two women. It's two women and one man. The man's wearing sort of this Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 2 sack on his head. And the two other two women are wearing sort of... One of them has a, like a baby doll mask. And the other one is somewhat of a pinup doll Betty Boop look. And it's right. creepy, okay? It's creepy. Okay, folks, uh, this is the point where you all need to just kind of lean back in your chair, get comfortable, <laughs> relax. Or press fast forward. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be good. Okay, hold on. We're at 12 minutes and a half. I will not go longer than two minutes. <laughs> two? Okay, well, okay, 12, 37, 38, all 39, right. 40, starting now. Here's the problem with the damn movie, folks. And I'm trying to think about how to say this without giving away everything. They're stupid, and then there's what the... F- there's a moment that happens in the movie where you're going to watch the screen and think... Because keep in mind, these people are being terrorized by these strangers. And you're going to watch the screen. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And it's it's well, dumb on the level of bad <laughs> slasher movie dumb. Is it is it worse than the typical horror movie you're watching and you see the girl go up to a door and you say, don't go in there? Yes, because in those movies, you expect that in okay. this movie up to that point. I didn't think that they were going to be that trite or pedestrian in their plotting because it was such a. I understand. So who does- Go ahead. Who does that fault lie with? Okay. Oh, because it's, screen, well, it's obviously a screenwriter and, and then the scriptwriter or the screenwriter? I would say screenwriter at the end of the day. Cause yeah. He, yeah, they're the person who lays out the story, but then you have the next tier, which would be depending on the power of the director. I mean, if it's just a journeyman director, they may have very little say in how the script goes and the producer right. to a large degree. I mean, there's obviously it's a very communal team oriented activity filmmaking so a lot of people have and i'm sure and you know for all we know behind the scenes they might have said okay what do we got to do i don't know you're gonna have to just do x because we got to get you from this room to this room that's the only way it's gonna happen and that does happen so i but that that would i could have forgiven i i will just tell you this the end of the movie and the whole the whole movie starts off with this text and i believe you get a voiceover where they're talking about there's like 1.4 million random violent acts in the united states every year and the very beginning of the movie you see these two kids going into this house the doors are busted down and there's blood everywhere and there's a shotgun and there's a this is like the first beginning of the movie and immediately right off the bat you're like uh okay so there's obviously going to be some kind of twist as to what happens in the end because we could see that things end badly and you could tell that from the trailer I would just say this and then I need to wrap up because I've already violated my two minutes. <laughs> Only by about 30 seconds. Though. That's right. Keep going. It, the ending. In their effort to create a dark ending, it was just as fake and forced as if you were doing a contrived happy ending. An ending <clears throat> should fit the story, the character arcs, the elements that have all come together in this climax, in this moment, need to feel... And it's a feeling thing. They need to feel and and even logically, it needs to make sense and it needs to fit everything that came before it. Now, this was a dark, violent movie, but what the way it all transpires in the end, it feels like a cop out to me. It, It was just very, oh, so I just sat through an hour and a half long 
America's Most Wanted reenactment. That's what I just sat through. And those are normally about three to four minutes long, which makes them palatable. Yeah. And it was it was just a letdown. I think the other mistake, although they're both fantastic actors, was casting actors as recognizable as those two because it pulls you out of the movie. I I think you would have been more intense if these were unknowns. I think it just would have been. That's just my take on it. But I was going to I was going to give you uh, the the fact that the director, Brian Bertino, Mm -hmm. uh, Brian Boitano, God, what would Brian (laughs) Boitano do? What would Brian Boitano do? <laughs> I was going to give you this. Is, this was his first, uh, the, the first movie he directed, Did first he? movie he wrote. Mm-hmm. Well, that he sold, and I'm not saying you know he could have written other movies and just didn't, but that um, was produced. And uh, but then he also wrote it. Okay. Um, well, here's well, so that it ultimately does rely on him. However, I will say this: it was a well-made movie, and yeah. for a first movie, it was it was well-made. I just and I and without again giving away the ending. Yeah, you just it was just moments that jerked you out of it. Well, yeah, it, the ending specifically, much like yeah. my rants about the mist, it just yeah. it feels like a cop out. It feels like you either a were making some the, the mist. It was I have a statement to make, so screw everything that's come before this. I'm going to make my statement, even if it's going to really piss you off. And that's that's author, authorial intrusion. That's where the the author of the piece, in that case, Frank Darabont, decided to inject his whatever worldview opinions, blah, 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 which whether you agree with them or not, beside the friggin point, it's sucky storytelling. And that's what well, a movie it, should it be. Wasn't so much, it wasn't so much that it was bad storytelling in and of itself that he told that that's what he said. It was bad in that it. It changed from what had been going on. Yeah, that's it's what I mean. It you, derailed yes. everything the main character had been through. Like it's a contrast. Yeah, yeah. It it it, it, it was like you have this contract with yep. the audience of the character's gone through this hell to achieve goal X. So we're going to give yep. her the last three minutes. Now you can't have a situation. All our Raiders of the Lost Ark. The whole movie. It's all about getting the Ark of the Covenant. In the end, he's willing to blow the damn thing up just to save Marion, because then it becomes about saving Marion. There's nothing wrong with the, the plot hinging and shifting and changing, and then the real thing that the the, the protagonist needs, that is given to them. That's what they go after, and it shifts and it changes. That's fine. But in the last three minutes, that's not what happened here. It was a cop-out in the mist. And, and the strangers, the problem was, it wasn't just a cop-out, it's just to what purpose? And I understand the beginning set you up with the well, random killings, but I go back to why do I want to sit through an hour and a half for night, for, basically for nihilism, for for nothing, mm-hmm. for oh, so the world is this 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 depressing, empty shithole of a place where we're all going <laughs> to die. Which yes, it can be, and if that's your worldview, more power to you. Good luck with that. <laughs> but it's not all like that. Okay, there are good people that go into the burning building to save. Even bad people, they'll save. So there are good people out there, but even more to the point, movies, the reason why we tend to like them is because they give us, they contrast against the real world, right? They give us a sense of order. They give us a sense of things can work out. Now, that doesn't mean it's always a happy ending, but your protagonist should have achieved on some level something now maybe it's rocky rocky fights apollo and loses everyone always forgets that rocky freaking loses but that wasn't the point what he was really trying to do was prove he wasn't a bum he did that mm-hmm. that was the goal on the mm-hmm. surface the superficial goal is oh he wants to win the fight sure and he does that in two spoiler alert but <laughs> <laughs> but in a movie like the strangers 
well, obviously it's a cat and mouse survival movie. So the goal is to survive. Now, does that mean they have to survive? Not necessarily, but it has to be, there has to be something else there. Then they have to transcend what they were going through. Now I'm sure the are, and I'm sure you can sort of read between the lines as to how this movie ends based on my, my rant. <laughs> but, but the truth is, is that you could make the argument in the very end. They do kind of get, what they want in that if it's each other but that's so abstract and nebulous i just find that to be if that's the that was that was the argument that the filmmaker would make i'd be like really dude that really because that i don't think i don't think you sold that but okay uh I, I just was disappointed i wanted to like it i didn't i think it's a well-made movie it's just the ending and a couple of really stupid moves for the characters to make because yeah. and, and I realize it's they're kind of problems where if they had just done it the smart way, they would have been a very short movie. I get that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's my rant. It, oh, two minutes that only in actuality took seven and a half, eight, <laughs> eight minutes. So that's not bad well, for me. You'll be, you'll be happy to know uh, they are uh, they are going to start filming Strangers 2. Oh, this thank fall. God. Yeah. So that'll thank help. Uh, God. Um, my minor newsflash, Scott Speedman and Liv Tyler will not be in this one. So anyway, <laughs> I think that's pretty much it on the things that we've watched and uh, want to rant about front. So let's move on to some trailer talk. What do you say, Jay? We need like a, we need, uh, we need bumper music. So if anybody's out there, who's listening? Who does music? Hammond, JV, <laughs> uh, Spice Girls. <sighs> Because, we need to record our own. Yeah, we really do. We really do. We should just. Do, I think we should go back to the kazoo thing. You have a kazoo now. I can I get, do. I, my kids have one. I can use. I yeah. think we should totally do a kazoo. <laughs> it's like in just one of the guys. Remember the two uh, dorky guys who did the me 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 me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay, so let's um, do some trailer talk, and then I have some remake talk. We've got to get to before the ADD top ten. Okay. Um. So uh, there, there's only one. Uh, trailer that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, there's, there's, and then I want to get into after we talk trailers. I want, I have one more thing too. But the trailer I want to talk about just came out as we're recording this uh, a couple days ago. And for those of you listening, it'll be you know probably have been out a week and a half, two weeks. Um, but I want to talk about a trailer for a TV show, mm-hmm. and that is Joss Whedon's Agents of Shield. Um, and it is the new TV series going to be on ABC, and it features. Shield, the group from the movie The Avengers, um, and Agent Coulson. Spoiler, although it's in the trailer, um, which I really love the way they played it off because you know they're they're supposed to be kind of finding other superheroes, and one of the guys that they recruit in the beginning of the trailer is like, uh, "I'm I'm security level six. and he said, "Are you familiar with Agent Coulson?" And he said, "Yes, he died just before the Battle of New York," and the and the guy that plays Coulson walks out from around a corner and he says. Welcome to le- security level seven. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a cool way to pull him in, but um, the, he's going to be, I guess, the main chief of the group, and uh, and they go around. And really, the trailer just—it looks like it just showed clips from the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of looked like they just showed pieces of the, of the yeah, first that's, episode. That's typical. That's typical, though. Yeah, but it is Joss Whedon. Yep. So that is great and i feel really good about the fact that they're doing that not just a rip-off tv show that is trying to bank on the popularity of a big time movie that's been out it's it's totally not doing that 
Well, it is riding on that tidal wave. I mean, because they, they, they didn't know, they didn't mention the Avengers at all, or that Joss Whedon <laughs> directed it. Okay, but how many times have they has a movie that's been super popular came out, and then they just threw some shit TV show together because that never happens. Fucked. Yeah, I, I can this name some one? good ones. Hello, Ferris Bueller, the TV show. Uh, Do you remember uh, that? Uh, Do you remember Weird Science, the TV show? Oh my God! Yes, that was awful. Awful. Ugh. You don't say. Yeah, you remember that Buffy the Vampire Slayer hey, TV up show? Up yours, up yours, grooms. <laughs> no, uh, the one that uh, they apparently <laughs> shot a pilot for, and to tell you how far Mister Eddie Murphy's star has fallen, they actually were doing a follow the logic here, a Beverly Hills Cop sequel TV show. So it would be taking place now. Axel Foley's son was going to be the main character, but Axel would be in it to some degree. And they could, oh. and apparently they shot a pilot and they decided to not go with it. Really? And a, a Judge Reinhold was going to be in it. Uh-huh. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. So either um, it must have been awesome. You know what would have made it really awesome? Although I'm pretty sure she died in part two. But if they got in Brigitte. Oh, Brigitte Nielsen. Yeah, 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 yeah. that'd have been great. That would have been awesome. So anyway, I'm excited about this because uh, uh, Mr. Whedon is uh, uh, a fair, a fair producer or director of television. Uh, I'd say right in the middle. Fair, folks. Fair. The man who is behind Buffy, Angel, and Firefly. Pretend dollhouse didn't happen. And (laughs) he's fair. Yeah, I'd say he's right up there, uh, you know, in the middle. Uh, Coming but, from a guy uh, who prefers Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, <laughs> the movie with Luke Perry. Oh, no, I'm excited! I'm I, the I'm movie. Really, really super excited! So uh, I can't wait to, to uh, see it. And what I liked were there were some. I don't know how to what degree if if Whedon is more of an executive producer, so put his name on it so it would get made kind of deal. No, or, he's actually direct directing the first two. Oh, is he? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, no, he is he is credited with the as the only director for at least two episodes, which I assume are the I'm, only I'm two pull, they've shot on, so I'm far. pulling a trust but verify. Okay, he's also an executive producer, but he oh, is right, no, listed. Hold on. I'm, Holy I'm crap, this is two episodes. Yep. Son so, of it's, a it's not Buffy. Just Joss Whedon's shield, you know, where they're just rip, pulling it because he's actually involved in it. That's awesome. Well, and, now, well, and that explains too. I was going to say that the trailer, there were moments in it that felt very reminiscent of Buffy. And and actually, oh, by the way, another thing, Joss Whedon, you know, because what did you say? He was fair. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. He wrote it and produced it. Co-wrote I'm it. I'm just talking TV. Okay. We don't count as movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when it comes to his writing and his direct, did he write these? Oh, yes, it's Joss Whedon and others. Sweet. Because... Telling you. Well, in the trailer, there that one moment where the... I don't know what character she's supposed to be, but the girl that's in the van... Well, you don't know oh, she's in the yeah. van. She's like, and we'll be coming for you. And the and the, the door just slides open. Yes, <laughs> And yes. Coulson's standing there just had that grin on his face. That, yeah. She's like... Uh, and then later on, he said something like, you're going to have two... You know, so there's two ways we can do, do this. this. She goes, oh, ooh, you, let me guess. guess the easy Is one way? of them the easy, easy way? And he goes, No. And she's, yeah. like, and she's like, oh, 
<laughs> I was like, that that is very Whedon. He always takes yes. these wonderful cliches and stereotypes, you know, like the blonde bimbo-esque cheerleader and turns them on their head and makes her a vampire slayer because it's awesome. <laughs> so this is going to be kick-ass. So if you haven't seen the trailer, by all means, go out and check it out. Um, I will. Watch. I will see your. I will see your Agents of Shield, and raise you an almost human. Yeah, because they have the exact same vibe to them. It's the same. Um, yeah. So I watched it. This is a came out last year, right? Did it really? I didn't. Uh, I didn't know this existed, dude. Is really? It, has this been on the air? Um, it's listed as 2012, but that just may be that it uh, was. Maybe that's original because we've talked about this before. If it gets released in well, because they uh, have they have on the on IMDb, it's it's at the top. It's you know the, it says first trailer. I assumed it was new. I oh, heard the title. I had heard the title before, but I, I assumed it was new. Oh. oh, hold on. Now you're making me look it up. Well, the the date for it says to 2012, but uh, no, actually on the maybe. on IMDb it says 2013 dash. Almost no, you're looking at Almost Human, the TV show. Yes, what were you looking at? Almost Human, the movie. I'm looking at the TV show, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, you've got to watch the trailer for this movie called Almost Human. Are you serious? Oh, my God. It is. Okay, I'm sorry. We're, we're explicit. It is fucked the hell up. What? <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, man, that's a pretty gory, bloody. Are you violent... serious? I don't even know what yes. you're talking about. There's a movie. Oh, and it, there's a movie called Almost Human. Mark Fisher disappeared from his home in a brilliant flash of blue light almost two years ago. His friend Seth Hampton was the last to see him alive. Now a string of grisly violent murders leads Seth to believe that Mark is back and something evil is inside of him. Now, it actually looks like a really well shot movie. And I guess the beginning of it is is two guys are in this cabin and and Mm. some it looks like an alien light, you know, kind of from the sky kind of light. And one of the guys gets abducted or disappears. And so the news reports are on and saying he's he's disappeared and they they believe him dead. And so his buddy uh, Seth is is still around and and but then these hunters like a year later think they see a body in the woods and it's alive or quivering and it turns out it's the guy Mark. But dude, it's like hobo with a shotgun, bloody. Really? <laughs> yes, so, so it's trailer. like it's, so it's like fi- it's like fire in the sky meets <laughs> hobo with a shotgun is what you're saying. <laughs> Oh my God. And I thought that you were talking about, and we had just talked about how, you know, it's okay. You know, gore is okay if it works. The story, but this is like, <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> Jason's watching it with his family around the dinner table. Kids are crying. Joel told me to watch this. What is wrong with him? No, I was talking about the one with Carl Urban, dude. Bones, you know, oh. from you know, Dread. Did you watch uh, no, that? I did not watch. Uh, I did not watch that. That uh, uh, oopsie, that. maybe I should have been more specific. I did to be in your defense. I did say, Watch the almost human trailer, and I did. It was not the TV show, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, there's a new show coming out, Jay. So, tell me about it. Oh, oh I will. And it's gonna it's gonna be on uh, the Fox channel. It's in a not in a not so distant future. Human cops and androids partner up to protect and serve, which is a really, really deep, in depth. Detailed explanation, so you know exactly what you're getting. That's oh, pretty. It's 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 pretty unique too. I mean, mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Watching the trailer, it had it very much felt like Alien Nation was the first thing that popped in my head. Oh, okay. He is the James Con pissed off Sykes character, 
And he, what happens in the beginning is he's injured in line of duty, put out a commission for a couple of years. I don't know if he's in a coma, ends up with this synthetic leg and he's required by the time he comes back to the force, he's required to have a synthetic Android partner. And he okay. wants to know part of this ends up destroying the one that he's given and he gets a new one. Well, the one he gets is an old model that had issues. So they put it away, retired it. It but has he, glitches. It has glitches. But what, what it's glitches ultimately are is that it, it very, it's very much, it reminded me of data a little less childlike, <laughs> but sort yeah. of the date idea. Like it could, it, it was trying to feel, although actually I would say in, in Star Trek next generation data, can't feel, but he wants to try and understand this droid actually does. Okay. It was actually programmed to have free will and, and be almost human. So it, it, it is definitely not an original idea, but what intrigued me a were, I liked the look and feel of it. And I also really dug the fact that Carl Urban, who is a complete badass is the lead. It's JJ Abrams produced. Mm. Mm-hmm. And who was the there was somebody else in it? It was pretty me. Oh, Lily Taylor, who's gonna be in the conjuring upcoming. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's uh she's I get the impression like sort of the boss in charge of his okay, man, like the captain, the captain the, yeah, yeah, the captain uh of of the LAPD or whatever branch he's in. So yeah. it looks good, almost human. I don't know if anybody out there, I'm sure our buddy uh Kevin Batchelder <laughs> is a. Uh, on top of that, I, I was looking at thinking, well, if this one could be as entertaining as it looks, this might be one we'll revisit from time to time on the show. And oh, then, yeah. then, then off script will just turn into the, what kind of rumors are we going to go all giddy about with the new Star Wars <laughs> slash the Almost Human show? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also go out and watch Almost Human, the movie trailer, because if I had to sit through it now, you all have to as yes, well. Yes, so. I will. I will. And then a couple of quick things. Arrested Development. By the time this episode comes out, uh, May 26th is Arrested Development. I think it comes out. This episode was today. Today's actually the 15th. So uh, it comes out the 29th. Right? This, this episode comes out the 29th. No. Uh, yes, this episode comes out the 29th, so the 26th. and the rest of comes out Sunday the 26th. Yes, yeah, so it will have already been out, yep. and it'll be about 48 hours between the two, and I will have already seen all the episodes. So, <laughs> and there's going to be 15 new episodes. Yeah. All released yep, at once on Netflix. So anything, any bad blood you had towards Netflix is immediately forgiven, because they're bringing back the Bluths, all of them, and it looks great. And the fact yes, that halfway through some... that damn trailer, Will Arnett busts out, and it's... <laughs> oh it's great i cannot wait i'm actually really looking forward to that so um that'll be a good one yes you it are will. forgiven netflix mm-hmm. uh, so i want to revisit something real quick hey how are we doing on time uh we're doing good 34 minutes uh but one last thing josh holloway's new show remember i mentioned it to you it's definitely coming out abc monday nights at 10 it's called intelligence uh-huh and he is a soldier who is the first human to be Try to think of the way to put this. Uh, given sir, cybernetics. Well, sir, sir, the L. Ron Hubbard book. Million dollar, not. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, <laughs> the six million dollar man. Sort of, sort of. It's a. He pretty much is inserted with a chip that makes him Wi-Fi. He's he's hooked into the net. He's still human, so he's he's a, like a super soldier, but mainly because his mind can connect okay. connect with the net, so to speak. 
which on the surface doesn't intriguing, but dude, it's friggin' Sawyer, man. I'm gonna watch it. I know. Yeah. Come on. I, I'll and, give it a try. And Marg and Marge Helgenberger is also in it, so it looks pretty good. But yes, that was the only other things I had as far as TV. Okay. Well, I wanted to revisit something that we talked about um, last episode. Okay. Because now, uh, as this episode comes out, mm-hmm. Iron Man three has been out. Well over 10 days. And uh, as, as this episode comes out, I will have finally seen it. Yes, you, you're going to see it. Um, and we made some predictions about how well it would do. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite websites, because I love the numbers behind movies as well. Um, and I love kind of the, the, the different spin on how movies have done through time and all. And uh, so. Well, well as we, oh, Jay, Jay, real quick, as we discussed, because that's I all thought, you care. For those never gone to it. Can you hear me? That's all I care about, money. Money. Yeah, yeah okay. Money. Yeah. Money. <laughs> money. <laughs> so, I love the statistics. Yeah. Line. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I love data and that number crunching, that kind of thing. So, I, I love, love how this, uh, some of the stuff this has here. It's lots of cool ways to sort of slice and dice uh, the different numbers. But one of the things they have are top opening grosses um, by days. And they have three day, four day, five day, six day, seven day, eight, all the way up to 10 days. Mm-hmm. And the people behind the website actually put a lot of thought into it and they filter out things like um, if it happened to have a preview screening on a Wednesday night before the Thursday that it opened, like it, the example they give is Matrix Reloaded, had a Wednesday night showing prior to its actual Thursday relief, they sift that out. So they actually try to make relatively cogent data. Mm-hmm. You know, they try and give mm-hmm. it to. Now, we've talked about before, there's lots of, there's also lots of faults with this kind of data because. Uh, you've got adjustment for inflation, but even I read a good article that talked about, that made a good point that, um, even though, um, avatar mm-hmm. had the, has the record, the ticket prices for those yeah. were hyperinflated because the 3d was ex- more expensive IMAX and all that stuff. So, you know, that it's, it's difficult to say dollar figures actually count as a, I think it should really be more just you know, butts and seats, but then, you know, there, there are problems with that too. Anyway, so Iron Man 3 has had its 10-day stint. Mm-hmm. And do you remember, what was your prediction that it would make? I want to say it was around 342, somewhere in that range. That's the number that popped in my head. It was in the, so the, the middle it. 300 range in the first 10 days. Okay, so Avengers. Domestic only. Is, I was being very nationalistic on that one. Okay, yep, this is domestic only. Uh, uh, Avengers made 373 in its first 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and Iron Man did 284. Now that puts it at number four all time, mm-hmm. uh, behind Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises in the middle. Mm-hmm. But some fascinating stuff in that if you look at the biggest opening weekends, it's number two mm-hmm. after Avengers. Um, so it came in really, really close. And it uh, you know adjusted dollars and seats and all that, so it's it's still pretty big and it's still done amazingly well. So it's probably going to. And I think what we looked up today, by the time we looked up today, it was right on the razor's edge of a billion dollars globally. Because uh, with that two hundred and eighty thousand whatever domestically, had done another six. So what you're saying it's under it's is is that it's underperforming. I, I think it's just not quite going to hit what its budget was. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, <laughs> well, it is now, interesting you bring up the the money behind Iron Man three. Did were you done with that point before I? 
Uh, yeah, I got a couple more around okay. money. But, okay. Uh, is it about yeah. Iron Man three or just money in general? No. Because no. this is turning into a financial podcast. Yeah, let's 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 talk about the uh, the amortization sheet of uh, what it costs to uh, rent Ferraris. You already set. lost me, dude. Okay. <laughs> so I read it uh, real briefly. I read an article speaking of money and Robert Downey Jr. and Avengers oriented uh-huh. things. I read an article that he is holding out to be in Avengers two. Do you know why? Take a guess. He's holding out. Mm-hmm. Beginning Avengers 2. I'm going to say salary negotiation? Yes. Less? That they're paying him too little? Is that what you're thinking? No, no. That he that they're paying him too much, and he's saying, no, no, cut my salary, please. Well, and that's what they're arguing over. Well, first off, that just is stupid. Second, <laughs> because he seems like a good guy, but he's not a moron. No, but <laughs> in, in a way, yes. He is apparently fighting... To get his co-stars paid more because wait till you hear this is gonna blow your freaking mind. How much wait, you was, mean like you mean like um not more than him, but just to be paid no. more than they were for Avengers One, significantly more. So you mean like uh like uh, uh Hemsworth and mm-hmm. and uh, uh Jeremy not, Renner and all that? I'm not sure about Hemsworth specifically because I think he's a big enough star, but I get the impression Scarlett Johansson, Renner. Maybe Ruffalo. Uh, yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Uh, maybe even uh, what's the dude who played? Why am I brain farting on? Uh, it's not Chris Pine. That's Captain Kirk. Uh, the Chris Cap- Evans. Chris Evans. I knew it was Chris. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah the Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. Yep. So all those guys, and maybe even Samuel L. Jackson. Robert Downey Jr. was paid. How much do you think to be in the Avengers? Just himself. Well, total budget was no, what, no, no, million? Yeah, sub, uh, yeah, I think it actually been more than that. But how much do you think Robert Downey Jr. by himself cost? Ballpark. How much he got for to be in just the Avengers? Yep, to be Iron Man in the Avengers. Yep. Uh, Tony Stark. Um, I'm going to say 5 million. You think? I don't know. Add a zero to that. Shut up. Add a zero to that. 50 million? Now, how- no, no, you're you're making that shit up. Fifty million dollars. Yes. Now wait, how <laughs> much? How much on? Uh, what was they never say who is specifically, but several of them, his co-stars. Okay, we're not talking about the people in the background here. His co-stars. How much do you think they were paid? The average that they were paid. Oh my god. Um. Fifty million. <laughs> you have to get past that. Wait. I can't. No. 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 Wait. You're. No, no, no. Now, wait a second. No, is wait. That if all- you're hysterical about this, wait till we finish through the point about how much his coasters are paid. Please. No. Trust me on this. Guess. <laughs> all right. Well, now I feel like they're getting paid like shit. Um, they got paid uh, less than him. I will tell you that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's say they made a million each. Hmm. Try $200,000. <laughs> now, on the, on the surface... Most most of us, I believe, would be very happy to be paid two hundred thousand dollars and appear in a major motion picture. But that being said, what we know about Hollywood and how these folks make money, really, two hundred—that's a joke. That's got to be a joke. He, so okay. anyway, needless to say, Downey Jr. is pushing, and and really, they're not. To me, they're not being extreme. the The push is that they would get paid five million each. And then have an option on the back end. So they would get maybe a certain cut of what it will make 
in profit, net, preferably. Okay. Now, now does he? Uh, okay, fifty million. <laughs> yes. Is he? Does he also? I'm assuming getting cuts of of movie revenue. Oh, I'm sure he is. On top of the fifty million, I would assume. Get the fuck out! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, and with the, the but it's interesting. How much did he get paid for Iron Man three? I'm not sure. I don't know if it was as much. You think wow. you think it would be right because he wasn't he was the star he wasn't the te- the only star in the Avengers. But the the point that this uh, journalist was making in the article he he really is the only one in the mix that has abs you know other than maybe than Joss Whedon. But even then, I would say Joss has power, but. You, I don't want to say he's replaceable because I don't believe he is. No. But in their minds, there are other the Christopher Nolans and the J.J. Abrams. There's other people out there that have the same cachet as, as Whedon does. But that being said, Downey Jr. on screen is trying. If you replace him, it isn't going to work. So not this, not this level, not not with what they've achieved. They would have to well reboot not with the-, the whole thing. Yeah, not with the popularity of the Iron uh-huh. Man franchise up to the Avengers. And if they're willing to pay him fifty million dollars to be in the damn movie, then that Ooh. tells me that he has he holds all the cards. So now it'd be interesting to see would he be willing to take a pay cut to make sure that they get their five million. I don't know. But um I'm gonna say no. Uh only because I'd say the chips uh, that he has leverage mm-hmm. because the fact that the Avengers is the top grossing film of all time. Um, is it the top? I, it, it beats Avatar. No. Uh, well, maybe it's two. Maybe it's two. I think it was. But, but what about Titanic? Is the Titanic still number two? God help us uh, all. I have to look it up. Um, that's okay. We're Jason and I are both banking that episode seven is going to actually be awesome and finally knock those okay, other two movies third. out. It yeah, is third. It's, it's third after it, domestic anyway. Mm-hmm. After uh, yeah, after our Titanic. Yep. But still, it's close. It's mm-hmm. really close, and I dare say it's probably going to keep going. You know, maybe they'll uh, re-release it, so it'll bump it out. Right, put it out. You know, re-release in mm-hmm. some three D again. You know, but anyway, I, I dare say he has leverage for more money because Avengers oh, yeah. two. Oh yeah, is going to be yes. huge. Yes, and so he's going to say, "Come on, guys, I know you got the cash in the bank." Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, that's going to be. 50 million? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My God. It's insane. It's insane, man. It's But what I like, uh, uh, one of the quotes, and I'm, I'm completely paraphrasing said quote, was that Downey Jr. is, he has ice, pretty much he has ice in his veins and balls of steel, so he is not at all afraid to tell him to go get bent. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. And, and, oh, and, oh, wait, wait. We're talking about more leverage. Apparently his contract with Marvel is expired. So they'd have to, they're going to have to renegotiate his contract anyway. Oh, they're going to be paying. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're be paying. oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Uh, so uh, something else popped up I wanted to touch on before we move on. Oh, something popped up you want to touch on. Can Something we, popped up. I can pause okay. this and we can come back. You want me to hold on? I'll hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Something was interesting. I noticed because I was looking at the top grossing films and, uh, the, one of the stats to have is opening weekends. So I was looking through all these and I'm thinking, God, wow, holy crap. That's a lot of money, but they're all relatively 
new. Mm -hmm. There are only two films in the top 100 Mm -hmm. that actually uh, are from a different, they're from a different decade than the 2000s. Really? Yeah. Now, this is not adjusted dollars, but there are two films that made the top 100 list for opening weekend gross. Uh, Three. I'm sorry, three. Three. Only opening weekend. You're not talking about collective. Nope. Just the opening weekend. Biggest opening weekend. So can you name Hmm. uh, three films? To be fair, tell me decade, because I'm not going to... 90s. They're all 90s. Oh, they're all 90s. Okay. They're all 90s. Uh, um, All 90s. Jurassic Park? Yep. that's, That's the top... Uh, of, of the of the three of the three, yeah. my next guess knee jerk T two. Actually, it's Jurassic Park Lost World. To be clear, so, oh oh, I was thinking the first one. Is the first one? Is that the first one? No, really. Oh, that's not a, in the top one hundred. So it's the crappy one. Great. Okay, T uh, two. <laughs> nope. Are the other two sci fi related? Um, one is, one is not. Hmm. Oh well, Titanic. Nope. Titanic is not. Although, you know what, Titanic Titanic was one of those movies that just kept kept being number one at the box office, but it was $30 million every weekend. $30 million, $30 million, and just added up. Um, yep. Opening weekend. Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> no. I'll give you a hint. One is part two of a trilogy. Hmm. Not Empire Strikes Back. 90s now. Oh, I know, but they re-released it in 97. No, no, it's an original release. Oh, okay. And one uh, one of them is animated. Okay, so Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> nope. Okay. Animated? Was it a Disney animated? It was. Uh, Beauty and the Beast? Nope, it's it's uh, Toy Story 2. Oh, I, I was, you know what's weird? I completely forget Toy Stories came out in the 90s, didn't they? The first two. Yes. I yep. completely forgot. Dang, it's... It's number 97. Toy okay. Story 2 did 57 million in its opening weekend. And that's the part mm-hmm. of the trilogy you're referring to. That's correct. And then the now, other one... There's sci- another trilogy hmm. that... Is it sci-fi? It is. And it's the opening of the uh, trilogy. Well, it's not Scream. Because it's not a trilogy anyway. It's a quadrilogy. And that's not a sci-fi. That's true. It's a good, good point. Touche. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, 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 but why am I not? We're oh, Matrix. No. You're gonna kick yourself in the head. You I'm sure not... I am. I'm sure I am. Yeah. yeah. Okay, give me another hint. Nothing major. Just give me a little. Ninety-nine. It's with the Matrix. That's why I was just saying the. Ma- uh, bup. Uh. Nineteen ninety-nine. 1999, a number, another summer. Get down to this. We Damn. talked about this movie recently. Yeah, of course and you did. how old it made I, us feel when we said... Oh, no. What am I thinking? Phantom Freaky Menace? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and how old it makes us feel... I, when call, the, I call shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> and how old it made us feel when we said the next movie that's coming out, mm-hmm. the, the uh, Abrams one, will be 15 years well, now after, it may be it may be sixteen. Now they're saying that they may not make the right. twenty fifteen date, but sixteen years after Phantom Menace came out. And to put that in perspective, folks, that is more time, or approximately. No, actually, no, no, no. It was going to be 
because Phantomus came out in 99, 2015. It might be 2007. It might be almost 17 years, right? Yeah, 16 or 17 years. Yeah. yeah. And between 83 and 99 is only 16 years between Jedi and Phantom Menace. So almost the same distance. So think about how long it's seen between Jedi and Phantom Menace. By the time the new Star Wars movie comes out, that's how much distance between Phantom Menace and that new movie. How yeah, technically old it's not the same feel? distance as it's not the same distance from the end of this prequel trilogy, but no, yeah. no, but whatever. Yep. That's amazing. But it just blew me away because it's it's fascinating to see opening weekends. Cause like you said, there are a lot of films that really did well mm-hmm. uh slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh in the first weekend, and it, it makes sense that a lot of them like Lost World, Jurassic Park, opening weekend was big because Jurassic Park was such a huge hit over a long period of time. Yep that it got people jazzed for it. Mm-hmm. Phantom Menace, people are jazzed for a return to Star Wars. You mm-hmm. know, Toy Story 2, the first one was was fantastic, a huge hit. So mm-hmm. um, I think that sequels fare better in opening weekends uh, than, oh, than yeah. a lot of originals it makes do. You, it just makes you can't even begin to wonder how yeah. much Avengers 2 is going to make. Yeah. Since, and uh, Matrix Reloaded did make the top 20, uh, top 30, and it was, uh, but that's 2003. Yeah, so. Matrix Reloaded my underwear I don't know what a POS that was. <laughs> i i despise that movie to such a degree i still have not seen the third one uh yeah the dark side of the moon or whatever no you think of transformers you say matrix oh, oh. no matrix um yeah revolutions no. or whatever revolutions yeah yes. it was oh. uh, yeah. anyway Gosh, whatever i didn't yeah. your your so, brain really is fried is it? it is fried well i was looking at the list so. yeah uh, uh now I did want to point out a couple of uh, real quick things. Remake news. Gremlins remake. Yes. Really? Yes. And the one who's behind it at the moment is Seth Graham Smith, who brought us the totally awesome. I'm being snarky about two movies. I have yet to see <laughs> totally awesome. Dark shadows with Johnny Depp, which because Tim Burton directed it, but he wrote it. He's writing mm-hmm. the, the script. He also did your fave buddy. Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and I'm pretty sure he's the guy that actually wrote the book Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And he's doing a Gremlins remake. Yep. Even, even better. Even better. The Wild Bunch remake starring Will Smith. Which uh, I'm pretty sure we've already had that movie. See, you think it was Mr. called Wild Wild West. Yeah, I was just saying, it was another Western with Wild the title. You think? Uh, I wonder if you'll do a rap like <laughs> Wild Wild West. <laughs> wall wall west well that wasn't him uh, that was like cool modi or somebody but still that would be awesome that would now they no. call us the wild bunch <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw a mean punch we'll take you out to lunch God, you know what though <laughs> maybe if mm, no i was say, not even if they got cory feldman to come back now for no. the for the wild bunch no for gremlins oh god it's like what the, he wasn't in the wild. What are you talking? Are you no. okay? Did you? I'm not. Your head? I'm just thinking gremlins. I'm trying to think. No, there's really no way that that's going to be good. In the wild bunch. Uh, now, one of the things that made it sound marginally intriguing, but then it begs the bigger question, which is why use the title? Was they were going to redo it in the same way that the Magnificent Seven is a redo of Seven Samurai? It was going to take place more okay. in a modern time. It was going to have to do with drug cartels and, and, and that kind of thing that at least was interesting. They, they would be DEA agents 
or something to that effect. That at least intrigued me. And then they said that was before Mr. Smith was getting involved. And now it's pretty much going to just be a remake. Meh. Yeah, no, not even meh. More like... Mm, And the one that I'm the most excited about, the Toxic Avenger remake. Because apparently, (laughs) my God, how far do the mighty fall? Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be in it. Interestingly, it is being written, and I'm assuming directed by Steve Pink, who did Hot Tub Time Machine. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I'm assuming they'll be going... This will be more of a serious motion picture. It's a drama. <laughs> I'm disappointed Schwarzenegger is not going to play Toxie. He's not going to play the Toxic Avenger. He's going Aww. to play some black ops type character that's going to teach Toxie how to use his powers for good. And I believe his nickname is the Exterminator. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but to be fair, it is freaking Toxic Avenger, so... They can get away Did you ever it. see any of the any of the sequels to the Toxic Avenger? Oh yeah, I saw part two and m- most of three. Yeah, three was and, the and last temptation of Toxic. Toxie, yeah, and did they did they do four? Wasn't there a fourth one? I don't Maybe remember a fourth one. one. I just That's remember one. the third one. Yeah, I remember the three first three for sure, and I could have sworn. Hold on. Well, keep talking about something. Uh, Toxic Avengers just kind of sucks. <laughs> what? How can you say that? Uh, yes, actually, I would, all the ways uh, that it's there were four. I know it was a comic book and Citizen uh, Toxie. That was part four. I actually remembered that 2000. What was it? It's called Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Citizen. Avenger four from 2000. Oh, okay. Yeah, the I first three came that. out in the 80s and then the actually 89. They did like a Back to the Future thing because 89 part two and three came out. Just ah, like Back to the Future. Nice. Mm-hmm. No, I, I've only seen the first one. I never saw this, the, the sequel, so... Um, but I, I, Arnold, yeah, no. A DVD, oh, maybe. Don't hate. It's going it to be me. awesome. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen, so... Yeah, wait, wait, dude, if you go to IMDb and put it in, they've got it in there with no image or anything. Yeah. Director Steve Pink, writers Lloyd Kaufman and others... It just says a meek towel boy transforms into a powerful superhero after getting dumped into a vat of toxic waste. The only person listed under starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> awesome. Uh, wow. Awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah, no. No. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so would you like to do, um, I don't know, a little ADD top 10? Oh, why not? The ADD Top... Ooh, a nickel. Ten. Thank you, JV. <laughs> that was beautiful. So what do we got, so, my friend? Welcome to the ADD Top Ten, in which we pick a movie or TV-related topic uh, at random that has been submitted by one of you fine listeners, and we try and come up with ten... Movie related, movie or TV related items, depending on the list, uh, based on uh, uh, what you send to three minutes. We have three mm-hmm. minutes to do. I'm it. really glad you uh, said all that because I was going to say, could you please remind the audience what the rules are? And what I was really going to mean is, could you please remind me? Because <laughs> yes. I don't remember. Yeah, we have to come up with a list of ten things. Uh, we've done it twice and uh, failed both times, although we came close. Um, and I still call shenanigans on. Uh, Blue Thunder or Airwolf, the helicopter was not a character. 
It's called Airwolf for the love it, of God. No, it's not a character. Anyway. Um, so yeah, you today had to be alive. <laughs> so if you'd like to submit one for us to attempt to muddle through and see if we can make it and try to stump the gimp, um, send your, your topic for the ADD top 10 to, um, off script podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we will add it into the hat. We're getting a little low, so by all means, send in your your suggestions, and we'll toss it in. Um, we've still got enough to get us through a good number of episodes, but we'd like to have a deeper hat if possible. So, we should probably paste, post that on the Facebook group. Uh, I was planning on doing that when this one comes out, because uh, asking for a couple more suggestions. But we have plenty to go for the next couple of episodes. Uh, today's comes from Dave from the DVD Infatuation. Uh, dot com and he is uh, at, at DVD Infatuation uh, on Twitter. Yeah, and, and please does, follow him. He doesn't have very many followers on Twitter. He's a, he is, yeah, he's a Twitter god, and he knows more about movies than Joel and I will in the next fifty years of our lives. So pretty much, uh, he, he's that's, awesome. I think that's actually our, a pretty scientifically accurate statement. Close, yeah. And uh, we've had him on our other podcast before, Forgotten Flicks, and and he's a very very cool guy. But anyway. So enough, uh, enough macking out and loving on Dave, but here is his topic. All right. He wants to know top 10 movies about someone pretending to be a member of the opposite sex. Okay. I got so, one right off of that. Cool. Um, it is gender bender movies. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start the timer mm -hmm. on your mark. Get set. Go. Uh, believe Victor Victoria. Um, okay. Oh, uh, uh, switch. Which one was that? That's one with Ellen Barkin. Oh, okay. It was a Blake Edwards movie. Tootsie. Huh? Tootsie. Oh, Tootsie. That was a good one. Uh, with, um, um, of course, Dustin Hoffman. Yep. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin, yep. Jessica Lang, Bill Murray. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ladybugs. Yep. Technically, he dresses a little boy as a little girl, and it's not as creepy. With, um, yeah, point. So, yes, <laughs> right, the, the incomparable Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield, who they have that awkward moment when he's in the dressing yeah, okay, room. Okay, we know. We got, we got time here, buddy. Sorry. Uh, he's like, it's supposed to hurt. <laughs> you know, why is it that the harder you try to concentrate on movies related to us? Was it was it Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde? There was like an exploitation film where really? it was like, yeah, there's like a yeah, like an exploitation thing where the, the person goes transgendered or something. Yeah. So Dr. I, Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde. Yeah, okay, you I'll can look that up. Ms. Hyde or something like that. Yeah. What was the, uh, um, oh, come on. This is, oh, this is stupid. They get, bosom buddies pops in my head. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, 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 I got one. All right. Oh, hold on. Spoiler alert in advance. Sleepaway camp. Sleepaway camp. Yes. Believe me. If you've seen the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That counts. Oh, oh, crying game. Does that oh, count? Durr, yeah, of course. God, I love that movie. <laughs> Greatest that plot count? points in psycho. Huh? Plot twist, I mean. What? Yes, it counts. All right. Psycho? Uh, you're you're going to count Psycho? Oh, 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 no. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, Psycho. Hell yeah. Dresses up like mother. Oh, spoiler alert. How many is that? He's not secretly pretending to oh, be Come on, how many is that? What are we up to? Psycho is eight. Okay. How many minutes? Um, We have one minute. God we dang it. We have plenty of time. Oh, damn it. Um, What's... I can't believe I can't think of anything. This is crazy. I'm getting stuck on there's a movie that my kids watched when my girls were younger where the this teenage girl goes. Oh, just one of the guys. What the hell? Oh, 
and Yentl. Boom, there's 10. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yentl. Just one of the guys. What was the other one? Yentl. Yentl? Yes, with Barbara Streisand. Don't even go oh. there, you yeah. I, if I have to pull a Barbara Streisand freaking movie out of my ass to win this thing, screw you, it counts. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. All right, we had 30 seconds left. But, okay, but um, they all seriously, count. it was Jessica something. It was the girl went to another school and cut her hair. To, You're talking about just uh, one of the to, guys, dude. No, no, it's a more, te- more current than that. Oh. She was like a... One of the Disney was it, it wasn't um, it wasn't what's her name who showed her boobies recently? Probably she, the crazy one. Yeah, the one who's gone all nuts. Yeah, Amanda uh, something. Uh, Amanda was Amanda Bynes. Yes, yes. Um, was that movie called? Uh, what, what, I'm gonna cheat here in a second. Yes, it was Amanda Bynes, and she was in. It was like uh, uh, uh what was it? 90s. I'm so proud to say I have no idea. Uh, she's the man. That wasn't that wasn't her, was no, it? No, that wasn't it. No, that wasn't it. All right, come on, come on. I can do this. No, there is. I think there is a movie called She's the Man. Is that her? There is, but that wasn't it. Um. All right, I'm gonna look it up while you're doing because I really don't shit. care about Amanda. I can't. Rem- I can't remember what it was. Uh, what? Are, no, no. Yeah, she was in Rugrats as a voice. I remember that. She was in uh, the Amanda Show. All that. Big Fat Liar. No. No, she's no. the man. You're right. Was it She's the Man? Yep. She was in okay. that. Yeah. Okay, that is the one. Yeah, because she was going to be on the soccer team, and they would yeah, let her on. When her brother decides to ditch for a couple weeks in London, Viola heads over to his elite boarding school, disguises herself as him, and proceeds to fall for. It's basically Yentl meets just one of the it's guys. Really, she's one of the guys. Oh, yeah, kind of thing. But um, there's a she's it's it's awful. But there's a part where she, she's playing soccer. She gets kicked in the groin, and she's like looking around every all the guys on the team are staring at her. she's like oh 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 and falls and it's like mm. it's I, awful oh. <laughs> but yeah. i've probably seen oh, it like, no you know what this movie's based on it's based on shakespeare's 12th night Duh. right no that's actually no it is it's in the trivia and that is right. that is essentially the plot it's very similar to the plot of 12th night <laughs> okay no, um, no i'm being serious <laughs> I, good, good. Watch the damn movie and then come back to me and tell me you're serious. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they did it effectively. <laughs> okay. So on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I've been tortured. There's certain movies that I have been tied down to the couch and had my. No, he's pilot. not joking. He means literally. Yeah. And uh, that was one of them. <laughs> so Jason, do you, um, I don't know, want to maybe tell folks where they can find us? For more Offscript action, go to offscriptpodcast.com. Join our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at at offscriptcast. More importantly, don't forget to check us out on iTunes and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the higher we rate. The higher we rate, the more listeners we get. The more listeners we get, the more reviews we'll get. It's a vicious cycle. If you have any questions or comments, keep them to your damn self. If you have a guest for the CND Theater or suggestion for the ADD Top 10, email us. That is all. What I love is how you are so... Week in, week out, consistent. That's that's what I'm about, man. Verbatim, that's what I bring get, to this show. You get it verbatim. I bring consistency. And, and what I also love is you, you tell them to, to keep it to their damn selves. That's definitely going to get some interaction. I will take your damn self. Yep. <laughs> but yes, by, uh, yeah, I want to reiterate. Leave us some iTunes reviews. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started getting them in, so uh, we'd love to see those. Uh, help us get up in the rankings and yeah, what I said. Mm-hmm. 
Indeed. <laughs> so any final words, Jay, before, uh, before uh, we go out? No, I think I, I, I um, this weekend I'm going to be watching a movie, The Ghastly Love of Johnny X, which I'll be covering with Kevin Batchelder on his uh, Tuning Into Sci-Fi Movies uh, well, we'll podcast. We'll have to talk so. about it a bit, too, because I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah, so I'll be uh, I'll be watching that this weekend, but that's it. And you're headed off to the actual cinema. Yes, I believe I'm going to try and catch both Iron Man three and Star Trek Into Darkness this weekend. So it's going to be a, a good movie weekend for all. Yes, indeed. And Jason, in case I haven't told you lately, you know there really is no one like you. <laughs>